Hi, it's Rainy G. Tried to do a podcast last week. Actually, I did one, but um, couldn't get up on the internet to get it on. And then I got blocked off Potomatic, and then the computer got harvested by the FBI again, and then it broke down, and I had to fix that. But uh, with all that stuff going by and my birthday going by, it got to be real busy. But we have a lot to talk about today because people need to know what's really going on between us and the world and Libya and Egypt and Yemen and all the places in the Middle East that are uprising and what's going on in the Midwest. Interesting that it's the Midwest and the Mideast that are that are showing us the true colors of, of uh, our so-called transformation in this country. Um, most people don't know about the New World Order, Maury Strong, the Clinton-Gore connection, the Rio Doctrine, George Soros. They don't know this stuff. They don't know about Agenda 21, the principles of the Rio Declaration in America, how um, Clinton issued executive order, whatever it was, 12852 in, in 1993. They created the President's Council on Sustainable Development. What is sustainable development? Do you know? Do you understand what's going on in the world that the UN and these leaders, these elite leaders, or whatever you want to call them, who think that they should be in charge of the world, are are moving towards that right now. Um, in the United States, even uh, we had the National Wildlife Federation. It was one of eight, eleven government officials, along with other leaders that were appointed to this council. Um, and they produced these reports about Sustainable America, New Consensus, with 154 action items to achieve 38 specific recommendations. And we are about on number 38 now with Obama complying. They use um, economic growth, environmental protection, social equity. They're all linked, okay? And they want to integrate the policies to achieve those goals, except it's all equity or wealth distribution. It's the underlying purpose for sustainable development. In the International Union Agenda, which is what this all comes through, it's the um, uh, agenda through the UN, um, there's about 68 nations, 103 government agencies, and a whole bunch of these little groups, these NGOs. Uh, the U.S. Department of State, the U.S. Agency for International Development, which is USAID, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, they're all part of this. Our State Department in the United States contributes more than a million dollars per year to this group. Actually, I believe our missing three trillion dollars that went uh, missing after the stimulus and Obama got into office, I think it went there to be redistributed. That's why nobody will say where it went, and they won't tell you that they know where it went, and, and they'll tell you oh, it went to World Banks. Well, to do what? What you all need to understand, I don't care what color you are, what country you're from, if you're in the military or not, whatever it is, wherever you are, that this is an insidious idea that has grown through um, starting after World War One, just like communism is. And socialism is the Fabian socialist. And you can say, oh, she's crazy and da 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 da, and she should be supporting this. And that. You know what? Go do your homework. <sighs> Population control has long been a high priority for the United Nations, though it was promoted for different reasons by different names at different times. Right now, they believe the population explosion is the underlying cause of the human impact on climate change. On climate change. 
this is gore now too. Population control entered the UN agenda as a eugenics issue. Okay? You remember Julian Huxley with the British Population Investigation Commission and the Eugenics Society. In 1954, the Rome Conference, Club of Rome, you know about them, I think Gore's like the vice president, promoted the concept of fertility as an economic factor. The Bucharest Conference in 1974 integrated population and development issues with developed nations insisting that population reduction was essential for economic development. Okay, when the issue appeared at the Mexico City Conference, it emerged as a matter of women's rights, women's rights and freedom of choice. In, in uh, Cairo, at the September International on Biodiversity and Climate Change, population control entered the UN agenda as a eugenics issue. Okay? Um, in Cairo, it was also seen as a women's empowerment by the state. Okay, so they could go out and do whatever they wanted to as long as Planned Parenthood or places like that were around to make sure that there were abortions. Now, what else Planned Parenthood does is they go and talk to the people that shouldn't have babies and talk them into abortions. You know, you don't hear about this a lot in America. You used to in the 20s, I guess. But even my mother, who's 87, said we had people and 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 agencies and groups and Congress in place to stop this kind of thing then. And where are they now? Planned Parenthood, for instance, has been a tool of implementation for eugenics <laughs> since its inception, and we provide the funds. There's a family-dependency ratio, okay, that calls for extensive monitoring of the activities, consumption, and production of every member of every family to determine whether the family is a net consumer or producer. Remember Camp and Trade? They incorporate monitors on utility usage, and GPS systems being mandated in cars would, would help them track all of our activities. Add to that the chips in the credit cards, the massive data incorporated in universal health care, the financial reform law implemented in 2010, and you don't have Big Brother anymore. You got a screwed up Big Daddy is what you got. Okay? No. If you look through the UN Sustainable Development ideas. They declare the right to housing. The right to housing. Okay, you're born into this world if you have responsible parents, you're born into a house. If you have idiots who are out there screwing around, getting pregnant and they don't care, you might not be. But that doesn't mean that you're given the right to housing. Nobody's given the right to housing. We're supposed to be taking responsibility for being humans. And if you're having children, to taking care of them. Not having 64 wives and 100,000 children, like the Muslims do. We have that to discuss today, too. None of these things have been ratified by the U.S. Congress, but apparently we have a president and, and uh, others who don't care about that anymore. <laughs> okay, and that is changing, and it's changing everything. Um... This is so-called the, the elimination of racial discrimi discrimination declares a right to housing. That's why you see ACORN and all these other places uh, that helped to cause the financial crisis that was manufactured for Obama's election. That's why you see them breaking back into houses or not paying mortgages or doing anything they can to disrupt the system because they'll use the excuse they have the right to housing until the New World Order decides they don't. Okay? Um, the right to housing 
this one group said, the Center on Housing Rights and Evictions, says the right to housing is a powerful mobilizing tool for women's groups and street children. Denying that right would be a great step backwards. If housing is declared a universal right, then the UN would have the responsibility of guaranteeing and enforcing that right. And to have meaning, the UN would have to have the authority to collect the money necessary to provide universal housing. So the UN is in charge? That's how you saw the international transformation of ACORN, the connection between Obama and Fannie Freddie Franklin Reigns. He left Fannie Mae during Obama's campaign with a $15 million payout and became his financial advisor. The whole financial crisis was planned. Okay? And people who believe in racial discrimination believe in a right to housing. According to the Commission on Sustainable Development, the world is ready to accept a set of core values that can unite people of all cultural, political, religious, or philosophical backgrounds. Fundamentally important, the governance should be underpinned by democracy at all levels, and ultimately by rule of enforceable law. Democracy in some places has a different meaning than it does in America. But we are being set up, people, and you're not paying attention. You know, the NEA, the National Education Association, has participated in this agenda for more than 20 years, though you people who are teachers probably aren't aware of it. The AFL-CIO, the SEIU, all these uprightings are part of this agenda. The, the unions are heading up many of the things in the Middle East. I actually had thought when the very first uprising in, in um, after Tunisia in Egypt, I kept asking everybody, where's Wade Rathke from ACORN? I'm sure he's there. Um, you need to understand that with Libya, I mean, Libya, we don't know if it's unions who are there or Al-Qaeda, but it wouldn't matter because the unions don't believe Al-Qaeda does, did anything bad. You talk to some union people and they will look you straight in the eye and say, well, those people down in Guantanamo could come and live in my house. They never did anything to anybody. Then you go talk to the people who lost people in 9-11, and you, you know, you wonder, don't you? But then they say, well, no, those weren't Al-Qaeda, those were Saudis. You know, you better understand how the Middle East and other places in America work, although I think by now you should have some kind of understanding. Um... If the people in Libya, for instance, that we're helping right now, where Obama did not go to Congress, um, are many of the operatives in Iraq who came to Iraq to fight American soldiers came from Libya. Many in Afghanistan also. They're recruiting hubs for Al-Qaeda. Now, yeah, some of these rebels, I'm sure, have been brought into the groups and and they want to be um, free. But their idea of democracy, again, is not the democracy we know in America. It's not a republic. We are a democratic republic, not a democracy. And our leaders keep calling us a democracy. So that should tell you something right there. We should also know that, that Israel is in big trouble. And all these Jewish people I used to have as friends who, who don't want to be friends because they say I'm anti-Obama. <laughs> He's anti-Semite, so go be friends. But you're not going to live long. If you see how, how Israel is being surrounded, okay, we, we helped Egypt um, form a democracy, but now the new the Muslim Brotherhood is coming into power. The Muslim Brotherhood, if you don't know who they are, please get an education. 
They're the ones that are also helping to infiltrate and take over the United States. This is not a... This, I told you about this, you know, the last podcast or the one before. We talked about Sharia law and the Muslim Brotherhood. I'm not going to go through it again. But, you know, go back and listen to the other podcasts. We're in big trouble here. And unless we find somebody out there with the power to stop this, America's lost. Now, I've tried to get people talking to get... We should have... You think... What's going on in the Middle East and Europe is is unique. Um, the only time you're going to see it here is when people finally realize that, that food and gas cost too much and, and the working class rises up and they're going to rise up and say they want unions and more union you know, handouts. and more. Who's going to pay for that? You have people right now who are part of the labor union who are uh, trying to figure out how to collapse the system again like they did before Obama was uh, elected you really know i hope that that whole manufa- that whole financial crisis was manufactured by dodd and and frank and pelosi and reed and obama and franklin Raines and we're finally going to have a little investigation into fannie mae and freddie mac but that could take years and they want time i mean believe me the obama administration wants time that's why they're putting off the health care thing as much as possible they have to have time to get things in, uh, set up and, and ready, and also they have to have time for the rest of the agenda to play out. So they don't want things to, to happen too quickly. So you'll see them stall on, on the things that um, should be implemented now. You'll see them stall and dither when, it, when it's not in line with their agenda. Um, I'm very convinced that the reason that Obama dithered over Libya is he had to talk to George Soros first and Eric Holder and um, uh, probably Pelosi and Reid. He says he talked to Congress because he talked to leadership. Eric Holder, the Attorney General of the United States, coming out talking about international policy. The hell is that? That's not his job. Okay, but then Obama takes off and goes to Brazil while we're starting our operation in Libya. Well, Brazil, remember the leader of Brazil is a communist from way back. So what do we do? We hang out, we play soccer, we we pledge $2 billion of Americans' money to loan them to so they could go drill for oil when our people in our country can't drill for oil. And whose oil is it? Petrobras. Petrobras is George Soros. George Soros wants a new world order. George Soros and the UN are buddies. A new world order. I wonder who's going to be president of the world. Get a clue, people. Get a clue. And and get on your horses. And get to Washington. And start doing what you need to do. They just had... I mean, you know, Glenn Beck got all upset because he, he got a tape of labor people talking about what they're going to do in May to, to collapse Wall Street and J.P. Morgan Chase. They needed a, a victim, so they, they picked J.P. Morgan. Where, how do you think the first financial crisis happened? Okay? How do you think it happened? They picked on banks and, you know, Goldman Sachs was right there, don't you worry. And then we can get our Treasury Geithner in there and, and, um, and our banker Bernanke and we can go print some more money and make it worthless and uh, run up some more debt and then, we're ha- then we have a level playing field. If I hear that phrase anymore about a level playing field, when you go into school, when you go into a baseball game, when you walk down the street, you're not on a level playing field. You never are, nor should you be. If there aren't any mountains and valleys to go through, why are we here? If you aren't here to try to make yourself 
the best person you can be because God created you. Why are you here? If you're not here to, to be the human that you're supposed to be, not like everyone else, but the individual with the individual footprint and, and, and fingerprint and DNA that God created you with, why are you here? We're all supposed to live in the same houses given to us by the government, eat the same food that they decide we should eat, wear the clothes that they decide we need, coming from wherever they decide they should come from, that we should only drive electric cars. I would love to see what happens during uh, a snowstorm with electric cars. i just love to see that. i love to see them all stuck in the snow. But then we're, again, we're not supposed to drive anywhere because we're going to be too busy being slaves and working. And you people on the left who think you aren't going to be the first slaves, you're out of your mind. You are not the power elite. You are the little slave bees. You're doing the job of the power elite, trying to get this all implemented, and you think it's cool. And you black people who are, and you Hispanics, and I have many who listen to me, you think that you're doing the right thing by being Democrats. Go back and learn who you are. It wasn't Democrats who protected you. It was Republicans who protected you. It was Wilson who screwed you up. Wilson's the one, the progressive communist, who said, you know what, let's separate everybody. Let's do this because, because of eugenics. Because you people aren't supposed to be here. But, but they need you now. So they're on your side right now. They need you because during the, the socialist conferences and the, the, uh, all of the talk that went on while Washington, not George Washington, but Washington in Chicago, was elected as a true socialist uh, mayor of Chicago. Um, and that's where Obama learned many of his, you know, fine-tuned some of his community organizing skills. They said, you know, one of the things you have to do is mobilize the Hispanics and the blacks. Let them come to your side. Let them be your voters. Let them organize others because we'll guarantee them housing. And we'll guarantee them health care. It'll all come from the government until the government runs out of money. And then they can rise up against the government and be killed. And now we've got our population in control. Connect the dots. Fill in the circles. There's a lot going on. And, and if you are oblivious to it, shame on you. And maybe even damn you. Because this is a chosen country. And you people who listen to me from China and Japan, Australia and Europe and South America, Central America, you know that the reason you listen is because there's a there's an America in your mind. America was the leader. America is and was exceptional. That it's it's... It's run by a rule of law that comes from a constitution. They can't have a king or or a dictator take over. It's the constitutional law. And that that constitution, with its Bill of Rights, its amendments, allows you to come here to America legally, become a citizen, and live the life that, that you always wanted to live. We're the light. We're the beacon. But this guy, this Obama jerk... And his, his people, who I don't believe grew up in America, they don't understand what America is about. They don't get it. Then well, he didn't grow up in America. He grew up in Indonesia and, and India and Kenya and everywhere else. And then Hawaii, which was a separate place for many years. And still doesn't like the fact that it was an annexed by the United States. But that's, we did that to protect them, first of all. Um, 
they don't understand what American exceptionalism is. They don't understand American pride. They don't understand American leadership. So, you know, they're going to destroy America. They're going to destroy it for the whole world. There won't be an America for you to look to. They then Now we go to the Muslims who want to destroy the, the Statue of Liberty because it's offensive to them. Not over, I mean over my dead body and not on my watch. This is the land of the free because of the brave. And there is where they are underestimating, like many countries have before. The will, the spirit, the tenacity, the bravery, the courage of the American people. The American people will not, once they wake up, allow this. And you wake up this sleeping giant. You wake up all the kids around it. And now you've got problems. The problem is getting them awake, of course. And this is why we do the podcast. This is why we're on Facebook. This is why we do everything. Um, we just need to know where the cops are. We need to find the people who need to indict and lock up all of these people in this administration. The czars, Geithner, Holder, the whole Department of Justice, the whole cabinet, the whole executive branch, and then all of their comrades from outside who have helped them to achieve this coup d'etat in the United States. We need them locked up now. And we need people to start getting enough courage to, and get away from the play games, the, the, the stupid stuff that they're doing, because you won't have it anymore. We need you to go see spring in D.C. for about maybe six weeks. Take enough stuff with you to surround those buildings that are ours and not let those people out until they're thrown in jail. Now, every time I say something like this, I think you heard that helicopter come by. Every time I'm on here doing these things, I either have hovering helicopters or circling planes or, um, as my my cable guy just told me the other day, he says, somebody tapped into your tap again, wrecked my cable. So somebody was out there tapping into my, my uh, computer to see what I'm saying, what I'm doing, who I'm organizing. I'm not that important. I have a lot of followers. I have more than a quarter of a million. That's not enough. We need that quarter of a million to go out there and find ten more quarter of millions. And then go out and let them find ten more quarter of millions and go stop this from happening on a worldwide basis. Even you who are in countries who are now fighting um, for so-called democracy, look look who your leadership is. The Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda operatives, um, the unions who want to overtake and overthrow everything and put everything on a level playing field so that the social elite, the the power elite, you know, which is back to kings, queens, and people who think they are, can take you over. And you will be slaves to them, just as you are now. If you don't think that marching on the streets for 16 weeks and bitching and moaning in, in uh, Wisconsin is not being a slave, you don't understand who you are and what's going on. Oh, and you need to do your homework, but of course, many of them can't read. And they would understand what they read. They only follow the sheep, you know, beside them. Um, the history of the NEA is, is, is horrible. That's the National Education Association for those of you who are not in America. Union dues, millions and millions and millions in union, union dues. Um, what happens when all that money's gone and there isn't any more to give you? 
Now, the left is saying, we're not broke. There are all these millionaires and billionaires out there who own the corporations and run this and run that and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's true. There are corporations with millionaires and billionaires. George Soros is one of them. <laughs> Probably the seventh richest man in the world. And yeah, you had people like Bill Gates who made a lot of money who maybe was a big mistake, you know, with Microsoft and and uh, the Internet, etc. Maybe that's what caused a lot of our problems. I don't know. So he says, well, I'm not giving my kids any. There you go, kids. You're out of it. you got to earn it on your own. Gee, that sounds capitalistic. Let's go earn it on your own. I'm going to go give it to uh, all these organizations so that everyone in the world can be vac have vaccinations and get inoculated. <laughs> well, if you're savvy at all, you know what vaccines do. Inoculations. Oh, boy. Let's put a little chip inside everyone and follow them around. And if they're not good and they're not good enough to be alive, we'll turn the chip off. That's easy. Sustainable development, New World Order, Agenda 21. You have it in all of your states in America. You have it around the world. Look up Agenda 21. Look up Sustainable Development. Look up the Club of Rome. Look up the UN. Look up the real doctrine. Look up the people who are now in charge of the countries that Obama is doing business with. And look up the ones that he ignores. And then go to earthwalk-usa.com. You can go on the uh, 2011 page. You can go on the 2010 page. You can go on the Obama crimes page. You can go on any page you want. You can go to the, find me at, um, on Facebook by using my email, earthwalk-usa at mchsi.com. You can, uh, you know, trend me on Twitter. There's a million of us trying to get this word out, but you need to get the word out to the people who aren't listening. You're listening to me, but you need to get the word out to others. And you need to do it soon. You need to do it yesterday. You need to do it last year. We've been trying to do this for two years. You even have Hillary doing... Oh, no, Hillary. Okay, good old Hillary. She got a little upset with Obama. but So now, this week, she spent doing human rights and lesbian gay rights. I believe in America that lesbian gay rights are necessary for states to handle, not the federal government. But we've gone beyond that now. Now it's the UN who's going to decide about lesbian and gay rights and human rights. And we go ahead and say, yes, we've been terrible. Our human rights record is just horrible compared to Iran and Cuba and China, Russia, Libya, Egypt, Yemen. It's horrible. We're, America is just terrible. But we'll do better. Help me get rid of these people. Help me get rid of these people. Help all of us get rid of these people. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.